What's going on? Happy Tuesday. <clears throat> Happy Tuesday, everybody. Some Tuesday vibes going on. Nice. We got viewers. This is awesome. Cool. Sweet. What's going on, everybody? Excited to be here. We're going to talk about resume writing today. Going to let a few more people trickle in. Excited to be here. Hey, y'all, comment in the chat where you are uh, tuning in from. Love to hear from you. Comment in the chat where you are uh, tuning in. City, state, love to hear from you. Again, we'll get started here in just a few more seconds. Um, looking forward to hanging out with y'all. Again, if you are joining, write in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. Where are you joining from? Cool. All righty. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to Guidance Counselor 2.0, the live edition. Um, we are. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and dive into resume writing. So resume writing is something, um, you know, that uh, – that is highly criticized. That everybody has opinions, right? They're all like armpits. Everybody has them, but they all smell. Um, again, don't know where I heard that quote from, but I still use it. Um, and so, and so, I want to kind of just talk some high-level bullet points so with, with resume writing. Kind of tie that into uh, into LinkedIn. And again, uh, would love to hear from you. Kind of where you're tuning in from. So please drop it in the chat below. And uh, and yeah, love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, please please write. Please chat chat it up. Um, this, this live session is a lot of fun um, because I'm able to uh, obviously interact with everybody. So the first thing with, with resume writing, so let's go over. So you're, so I want to keep the guidance counselor in the shin. If you aren't a guidance counselor watching this, that's why my podcast is called guidance counselor 2.0, the live show now, um, which by the way, I'm kind of doing a little rebrand. Um, so my podcast guidance counselor 2.0 is now going to be more of the live show. Um, again, every uh, try to every day, 9 a.m., go live for about 15 minutes or so. That's Guidance Counselor 2.0. Um, and then um, I'm going to really put my efforts into my other podcast, Unicorn Finders. Again, you can check that out um, on Apple, Spotify. Our website is theunicornfinders.com. Um, but that's going to be the podcast. So resume writing is something um, that uh, is an art. Um, there's a lot of UI, UX behind it. And we can kind of go into that here in a bit. Um, but First off, your resume should be longer than one page. Like, I want to go ahead and tell you that. Um, you know, if, if I don't know who needs that encouragement on this Tuesday morning, but you're listening to me, your resume can be longer than a page, and that's okay. Um, again, guidance counselor 2.0. I want to kick the guidance counselors in the shin who said that you can't write a longer than one page resume. Now, if you, and, and here's something different that I've been kind of diving into a little bit. If you are junior in your career, right? If you're a junior software developer, or you're a junior accountant, in my opinion, you should actually write more information. Like, I want to know how many times you breathe. I want to know how many times you get up from your desk. Like, it needs to be super granular because the thing is, though, is people who obviously uh, are looking to hire you, like, they need to know if you're a junior career moving up in your career, they need to know everything that you do, right? I think a lot of times people junior in their career just want to write the bare minimum, right? Two or, th two or three bullet points and that's it. Here's the deal. I want to know everything. If you're young in your career, I want to know everything uh, that you've done. And so 
as you progress in your career, you know, I, it needs to get longer. The resume needs to get longer. I mean, I would say, you know, at most two to three, two to three pages. Um, and, and, and I would also make it to where that you tailor your resume um, to where you can obviously um, get called for the positions you want to get called about. Right. I think one of the biggest issues that I have with people is they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting called for technology again. I'm in the technology space. Um, but, uh, Jarrett, what's going on, man? Thank you so much. I love you too. Um, but the, it, people get called, people complain to me. It's like, man, I'm getting called for technologies 20 years ago. So what do you have in your resume? Yeah. <laughs> Take it out, right? Your resume needs to be tailored to the positions that you get called for or that you want to get called for. So if you were touching COBOL and mainframe 25, 30 years ago, for those of you not in tech, that's a, it's a very old technology, um, hidden figures, You've seen that movie that is that is mainframe but um so you need to tailor your resume for that i, I think another thing too that, that people don't do with their resumes is they don't give project specific information right they just list like six bullet points or ten bullet points of what they did and it's just word vomit cut cost by ten percent hire 20 people let a team of six develop this technology or, or develop this feature with this technology Right. Like, I want to know projects. Right. Like, you know, for, you know, for Vaco, you know, we I, I was not involved in it. But let's say I was. We just hired 200 people for the state of Tennessee, like call centers to help with COVID claims. Right. Like I could write on my resume, helped helped hire people for a COVID cl uh, call center claims. Right. And that's all I could put. And then honestly, that's what most people would put. But then what if I say was a part of a three-person team collaborated organized with us with my team to help hire and scale 200 people over three weeks right which one sounds better to you which one which which one if you were the hiring manager which like which resume would you pick you pick the second one because it's quantitative there's a lot of information around it and so when writing a resume i need projects now if you're asking me taylor I don't really do projects. I do things just, I'm very task oriented in my job. I both, you know, I, I crush through tasks. That's fine too. But I think another thing you need to do if, if, if you are not, so if you are trying to jump across industries, right? So here's another thing that I get a lot from junior developers. If you jump across industries for an industry that you're, that you are working in that you don't want to be in anymore, you need to give me comparative stats. Right. So, for example, right, like if I was serving tables at a restaurant and I was trying to go into software engineering, right, what are some things that junior developers get hired for? Right. It's how well do you work with others? Right. Drive performance organization. Right. So I always say I serve tables at Outback Steakhouse in Columbia, South Carolina. Right. Shout out Harvison. Shout out store number four, one, one, four, one, one, one. Remember that for my dad. Anyways. So all that being said. I hit $1,000 in sales a few times in, in, in my tenure there, right? That wasn't normal, right? Now, if I just wrote on my resume, serve tables at Outback Steakhouse, you know, make sure the guests were happy, et cetera, et cetera, tip, typical mumbo jumbo for what you would put for resume writing for serving tables, you'd be like, okay, that's that's fine. What if I said, you know, hit objectives, hit milestones, hit $1,000 in sales, which was, you know, which no one really got. I hit that five times. Right. So so if, so if I'm 
a hiring manager in software and I see that somebody not in software has hit all these milestones, I'm like, oh, okay. This person's pretty driven. This person gets it, right? And so I'm going to call that person. I think a lot of times people just get just so overwhelmed with details. Like I got to do all this. I got to do all this. But it's like give comparative stats. I think comparative stats set yourself out, right? Another thing to write in your resume. And again, I'm just spitballing some ideas that are popping in my head right now. Another thing uh, that 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 you can do is uh, give me quantitative information around either sales. If you're in software, the amount of money you saved, maybe you built an app that helps save this much money, right? If you're deploying AWS, you saved a company thousands of dollars, right? I want to know that information, right? If I can sell you to a client and go, hey, listen, this person in this resume, you see it here, but this person saved the company half a million dollars by taking away their infrastructure service and throwing them in AWS, like that's going to differentiate yourself. Um, and so again, those are some tips and tricks. Again, comment. Um, if you have any questions, I know resume writing is this divisive thing and everybody likes to comment on it. So I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts. So put it in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I, I've also gone live on Instagram as well. So definitely Instagram, um, ask me questions from a resume writing perspective. I think another thing I get a lot too is cover letters, right? Cover letters versus um, you know resumes. Uh, again, I tweeted this the other day. Cover letters are kind of this decisive thing as well. Recruiters are your cover letters. In my two cents, recruiters are your cover letters. And so if you're not, you need to have, you need to have a cover letter ready to go. Um, now there are different ways to write a cover letter. I am not very skilled in writing a cover letter, but I think it kind of goes back to what I've been talking about with your resume writing. It's, Hey, listen, here's how much money I saved. Get quantitative, show people what you've done, um, in a way where people can understand, right? I can list off a bunch of things from a recruiting aspect that you would have no idea what I'm talking about. But I, but I think if, if I describe it and communicate it to you in a way where you can understand what I do without the recruiting mumbo jumbo, um, I've used that word twice now, um, but I think you'll, you'll, you'll better understand what I do. And I think that's the point of resume writing. I think font is huge too. People don't talk about font. People don't talk about spacing. Font's huge, right? Like let your resume breathe for a second, right? I, I see these resumes that are one page. I have 12 point font and like, you can't read the, you can't read the dang thing. It's just like this. It's just like this. And like, I read it like there's so much information. Don't know what's going on. And so again, you need to let your resume breathe. And if, if you go on to a second page, it's okay. Again, for whoever needs to hear this on a Tuesday morning, it's okay that your resume goes on to a second page. And so for me, like, like if you catch yourself in my opinion, again, this is my opinion. You can go to 10 other recruiters and they're going to tell you something different. So don't get mad at me. In my opinion, if you have to use anything less than like, 11 point font, 12 point font, like you need to let your resume breathe, right? Spacing is huge, right? If you want a resume template, go check out my resume templates, vaco.com backslash Taylor. Uh, vaco built out a little micro site for me. So you can check out some resume templates and, and some other videos I have. But I, I, again, like it, it's, it's, it's spacing, it's font, right? Like I think fonts really important. Um, don't bold your resume. Stop the bolding. Oh my gosh. Like like, like, like if I could have a shirt that's just says stop the bolding, I, I, I think, I think I need to do that. Cause I'll, cause a lot of y'all like to bold things. Stop it. It's annoying. It, I can't read it well. Right. I mean, hiring managers, recruiters look at when they look at resumes, I mean, it's, 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 it's about 15 seconds. Right. And, and if your resume is bolded everywhere 
and I have to kind of sift through a bunch of technical jargon or industry related jargon because that's what you highlighted, I'm not going to get an idea of what you do right now. Again, another thing too, your most, your most <clears throat> recent positions need to be longer in content, right? And then trail off, right? So your first year or two, your first, you know, your last two, three years need to be pretty long in content. And then you trickle down last five years, less content, and then 10 years, obviously even less, right? Like it, it needs to trickle down because you need to get clear, concise information um, on your resume. Um, th those are some thoughts I have on resumes. So if, if, if no one has any, no one has any questions, um, we can go ahead and go about and be on our day on a Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Um, but again, I just want to rant on resumes um, because it's, resumes are incredibly important. People don't put enough effort and emphasis into resume writing. Um, people just kind of throw it together. Also, another thing too, it just popped into my head. You need to have different resumes for different skill sets, right? So again, I work in software development. If you are a software developer and you have um, you know, you have this one, like if you're a .NET developer, but you also have a ton of Angular experience, <laughs> non-technical people are watching, it's like, who, what the heck is Angular? But um, if you have a ton of Angular experience, I would have a resume and you're open to just Angular UI jobs. I would have a second resume outside of your core .NET resume that is tailored for Angular specific jobs. That is incredibly important because what's going to happen is if you just submit one resume around town, you're not going to get a lot of traction, like at all, period. You need to have multiple resumes for what you do um, so, so you can differentiate yourself in the market. Again, I can't stress this enough with resume writing right now. The reason why I can't stress this enough with resume writing is because there are a, a ton of candidates on the market right now, right? The good candidates are off the market. If you're a hiring manager watching this, like the market's competitive for the good candidates, but there's a lot of not great candidates on the market. Now, if you're on the market right now, it doesn't mean you're not great. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the competition's higher, greater than ever. And it's more important to get your resume um, written better, right? It's much more important to have that formatting done. It's much more important to have the spacing, the font, the project details, the numbers, the quantitativeness of it. It's very, very important from a resume perspective to have that in there. Again, have a cover letter, be comfortable communicating what you do all the time, right? I think a lot of people from a resume perspective, resume writing, <clears throat> cover letter writing, is all about communication. And I think a lot of people trip up in interviews because they don't know how to communicate their background properly. So write your resume a ton, write a cover letter a ton, because that's going to get you in practice for being able to communicate off the top of your head. If you cannot recite your background, if you cannot recite your career off the top of your head immediately, you need to practice. Because if, because if, if, if I were to call on you and say, hey, listen, so-and-so, talk to me about your career, what have you done recently? What have you done? Where have you focused on? And you can't rattle that off immediately. Like that's a problem. And so the way to improve on that is to work on your resume. So all that being said, that is my rant on resumes. Hope you all enjoy your Tuesday morning. If you have any questions, shoot me an email, taylor at vaco.com. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.